0: Welcome to Talk It Out Piece by Piece, the podcast where we navigate life's twists and turns with compassion, empathy, and understanding. I'm your host, Kelly Webb, and I'm thrilled to embark on this transformative journey with each and every one of you. In this podcast, we'll be speaking with Carrie Rose about how to prepare for life's transitions from divorce to high school students, transitioning from high school to college or the workforce. In a world that can often seem fragmented, we believe in the power of empathy, the strength of compassion, and the importance of understanding. Carrie will share stories and experiences about life transitions. So join us on this voyage of discovery where we unpack the tools to prepare for life's transitions, not just surviving, but thriving, finding the courage to grow, heal, and build a brighter tomorrow. To talk it out piece by piece, I'm Kelly Webb, your host. And today we have Carrie Rose Um, as our special guest. Carrie, please tell us more about yourself.
1: Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. As Kelly mentioned, I'm Carrie. I am a certified life coach, and my life coach practice is called Sun Up Coaching, LLC. Um, I'm really excited to be on the show today. I personally am a parent. Um, I'd love to just share a, a brief overview of my personal and professional background so that you know, as I'm speaking to you all today, you know what lens that I bring to this discussion. So I'm a parent, I have a seven year old son. His dad and I got divorced when he was four years old. So some of my parenting experience was with a partner and with my son's father. And as of late, it's been as a single parent. So I bring that experience and lens to the conversation. I worked in the mental health field for 13 years in a variety of roles from field guide working wilderness therapy to a case manager at a therapeutic boarding school. Um, ranging from marketing and outreach to, you know, even an executive director role at a treatment facility. So I did that for a long time. And between that and my personal experience of parenting, divorce, moves, lots of life transitions, I chose to become a certified life coach uh, to work with people who might be experiencing similar things. And that's really how my coaching practice got off the ground.
0: Thank you, Carrie. You mentioned quite a lot in such a short period of time. And I definitely want to touch on many of the points. One thing that you mentioned was, you know, you have the experience parenting with two parents in the household, then going to being a single mother to like having a co-parenting situation. So yeah. how has your sense of identity shifted? with that?
1: Uh, Cool. Yeah. Big question. Great question. I mean, in a way to start back at the beginning. So I was in a director role when my son was born and I chose to take the full 12 week FMLA um, leave. And so obviously the moment you have a kiddo, however they enter your family, that's an identity Mm -hmm. shift for either parent. So as the mother who gave birth to him, while I wanted to take maternity leave, I immediately was like, who am I? Like, I've never been a mom. I wanted to be a mom. I knew I could do my job. I knew I had a lot of outdoor hobbies. It never crossed my mind. Like, what if I can't be a mom or I'm not a good mom? So I never had that moment. The moment my son was born, it wasn't like love at first sight. And it was frankly, immediate mom guilt and a lot of guilt for not being like, oh, I had a baby and I'm so happy. It's what I wanted, but I felt overwhelmed pretty immediately mm-hmm. because it was new and unknown. So there was that identity of like, oh my goodness, what, what did I do and how do I do this? and I worked for a few years then chose to be at home more and then through divorce it was the identity shift again of like okay I have to go back to work so you know this was not a, a choice this is more you know a life circumstance that as a parent you do what you need to do to take care of your kid. so it became an identity shift all over again of like Okay. I was doing the mom thing. I had put on that hat and was gaining some confidence in that. And now I need to go back to work full time and, you know, be full time employed and full time parent. So it's hopefully that makes some sense that it's been really like an identity shift almost every few years, sometimes more frequently in being a parent.
0: And as you're saying that, I was just thinking about. We not only have identity shifts in what we're experiencing with life, because you mentioned having to go back to work, you know, after you became a mother, it wasn't like love at first sight. But we also have identity shifts with our children. So as they're developing and growing and they have their shifts, we have to shift in how we parent them. Yes. And, you know, it's we, we need support in that, you know, sometimes. Yeah. So the thing about the podcast, like talking about piece by piece, we talk about like identity and we talk about, you know, identity as it relates to, to parenting. Mm -hmm. Right. And you mentioned being a life coach. Right. So I know I'm kind of jumping here,
1: sure, but,
0: (laughs) but not all of us can, can have support the way that we, we need it, right? And I kind of want to touch more on your life coach experience a little bit more. Talk to me a little bit more about how you got into that.
1: As I mentioned, I have 13 years in the mental health field. I've worked with a lot of parents um, and more so even adolescents. I have extensive experience working with adolescents and young adults. (laughs) And I really decided that I wanted to create a life coach practice for people who are experiencing major life transitions. So, my practice has various coaching packages. Um, one is a divorce coach. I never thought I would experience divorce, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, that really can be for someone considering divorce, someone who's currently getting divorced, or frankly, years after divorce. I mean, divorce, especially if you have a kiddo affects so much and continually changes. So, um, you know, I had no idea how to make a parenting plan or even how to hire an attorney or how to tell family members that I was getting divorced, or you get paperwork. That's like this marriage is dissolved. And you're like, oh my gosh. And you're single overnight, so many layers. So you had brought up identity as a parent and then to have your identity as a partner and a parent in the family unit, as you knew it, change and to use that word that the court does dissolve um I wanted to you know provide a professional service that walked through folks who were experiencing that and to be you know a safe place where they could ask big questions and sort through big things so um there's the divorce coaching and then I also have what's called new to me coaching and that's intended for a first-time parent or um you know I, I say first-time parent but Obviously having a, a second kiddo is is also new and adjustment to the family. Um, it also is to help folks who maybe have had a big move or a new job or perhaps they got laid off. I've experienced all of those things. And um, you know, I wanted to be a sounding board and that objective support for someone who's going through those big transitions. So there's the new to me coaching. And then lastly, with all my experience with teenagers, I love teenagers. I love the spice that they bring to life. And, you know, I truly believe that they're our future. So I have a high school senior coaching package that's values-based and, um, you know, perhaps we can talk more about this, but um, I don't know how it was for you, Kelly, but I had a close relationship with my parents, but you know, at 18, you only talk to your parents about so much. And so to have a life coach that they can talk to about, you know, whether that's about relationships or budgeting, or what do I want to stand for? Or my family was really faith-based. I don't know if I'm going to stick with that or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I provide that, that safe space for a high school senior to really sort through what's next for them.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, you talked about some of your services like being divorce coach the new parent coach and then the high school senior um coaching
1: mm-hmm. those
0: are like some very very hard transitions yeah right so like that sounds like just just the transitions of life so um can you share more about um some of the strategies that you or or I have so many great questions for you <laughs> and they're all getting jumbled up as I'm talking to you because I really want to know about um since these are transitions right these mm-hmm. are just like huge things, major in life, life
1: transitions. Because
0: yeah. you you mentioned you were like you don't know about me, but like for me, when going into high school or not high school, but going into college, being a high school senior, going into college, it was the first time I've ever seen my dad cry. Mm. Because he didn't feel that he prepared me for college, okay. and I didn't know how to I didn't know how to receive yeah. him when he was crying because I had never seen him cry. Yeah, and he was just like. I didn't really know how to be a parent and now like he's a great parent and grandparent. So I can not ask for a better father, but at the time yeah. he was just like, I'm about to give you to the world. And yeah. cause this is like the, this is the day of drop off. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, he's crying. I don't know what to do. I don't even know if I'm prepared. Yeah. So I think that service is so valuable. Yeah. Um, so I do kind of want to talk about like the transitions, right? So as a parent um, and your child's going off to college, you have a gap year, they're entering the workforce. Like they're just, things are happening with your child. So we just talked about like the the shifts of uh, the phases of life for us, right? Mm-hmm. As we're we're growing, as our children are growing. And then there's no, parenting doesn't have a manual. So- Nope. We're like, okay, are we doing this right? And I think that's key that you have that that you have those key transitions, um, divorce, which is very hard, a new parent, and actually you mentioned second child, um, because I'm I'm learning about this parenting evolution because um, my daughter is 13, mm-hmm. and I potentially would like to have another child. So if there's going to be, you know. A
1: decade,
0: change. yeah, a decade and a half worth of a gap, and how I raise a a child now is going to be definitely different than thirteen years ago. Yeah, so I definitely would need some support there. Yeah. Um. So, what are some of the best ways that we, as parents, can? So, this is going to be double fold. Okay. Right. So, one question is: What are some of the best ways we can support? Our children during a transition, okay, right? But then also, how do we like navigate our feelings around it? Because they're transitioning, we're transitioning. It's just a lot of big emotions happening um, in a yes. you know a specific time frame. I don't know, you know, some divorces take longer than others, but like that transition from senior year to the freshman year of college, especially if they're going away, mm-hmm. um, for. Um, a long distance, or even if it's a, a hour or two away, it's still, they're not in your household anymore. Totally. Yeah. So how, how does that, like, what are some supports, you know, what are some ways that we can best support our children? And then what can we do to support ourselves when <laughs> we're
1: when <you're> going through <laughs> totally, that yeah.
0: transition?
1: Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that. Yes. Let's start with the children because I feel like that's more my expertise in terms of supporting the emerging young adult. Mm-hmm. Um and I have some ideas and strategies for parents but really feel like my wheelhouse would be that high school senior okay. who whether it's college or a gap year or the workforce. Um I think you know this is twofold the parent and the senior. One thing talk to them about how they feel. So that might sound so basic. I don't remember being asked a lot like Uh, you know there was the question like are you excited about college but um you know and I know that emotional conversations have certainly evolved over the years but um there weren't a lot of discussions about how I felt about it or what I was nervous about beyond just really basic things like oh I'm nervous well yeah there was you didn't dig deeper than that so um first and foremost, like I haven't had a kiddo go leave the house yet, but um, ask them how they feel about it. And if, if they don't answer right away, sit in some silence and let them pause, like don't feel, fill that space with your experience or your feelings. I think that leaving the house is such a huge rite of passage. And as you've already mentioned, you know, whether you have another kiddo, like it's going to look so different for each Mm -hmm. generation. And so really letting them answer the question um i also would tell parents encourage them to write down deadlines whether that's for applications you know college applications or jobs but senior year is oh there's all sorts of things um and so to have it in writing because it's a lot to keep track of all that's going on senior year um obviously i'm biased but hire a life coach that's why i created the high school you know senior coaching package so um give your kids like i i'm not going to go back to the parent and say like this is what we talked about in our session right. like right. um and i actually have it on my website like it's a great gift like whether you're a family member or friend um the high school senior coaching package is four sessions you can extend if you want but it's like hey have a month of life coaching and talk with someone else about, um, you know, who you want to stand for in the world. Um, and to bring that back with my question of how they feel sort of a spoiler alert for my first session for a high school senior. And I would tell this to a a parent or friend considering the package. Um, we're going to do a Brene Brown. If you're familiar with her work, a Brene Brown values exercise and have them narrow down some of their top values and mm. i believe that should play into every decision you make whether that's where you live if you do college or work for you know like our values affect all that we do and i know that i think i had an idea of that at 18 but nobody really knows these things yeah, at 18 sure. <laughs> um yeah. i also i think that parents you know should initiate the conversation of what this next step's going to look like. So asking their child questions like, you know, how often do you think you'll call? Um, and rather than if they're leaving your house, I'm of the opinion of, you know, I guess maybe unless you're paying their phone bill or something, but even then like let them choose when they call. So if you want them to call every week as a parent, you could say, I'd love to hear from you every week at the beginning and you can text whenever, but it is the job of an 18 year old to explore the world and frankly mm-hmm. to mess up and to fall down. And so I don't think that it's appropriate for parents to, you know, demand certain contact regimens. Um, but rather, I would suggest to parents like make it about you when you say like, I'd love to hear from you on Sundays, or your younger sibling would love to FaceTime once a week. Um, you know, make it about the other people instead of demands Um, yeah and then be realistic about travel home you know I mean you want your kiddo to be developing community so you know maybe if they're within driving distance you can say like you're welcome to have a you know a friend home with fall break if that could be fun so you know encourage them to be meeting new people and making community and and let them know that you know home is a landing place when they need a weekend away but it's it's really the job you know developmentally of an emerging young adult to frankly fumble through relationships which mm-hmm. is hard but that's how we all learn so
0: yeah so those that's really good because those are things that I didn't have like um just having a time frame of when to call and because when I went off to college, I was living life and I would forget to call. Not that I didn't care about my parents or anything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I would just be living life. And I'm even older now and I live across the country and I still sometimes have to like put it in my calendar just to remind myself to call.
1: I feel And you. sometimes
0: I don't I still don't make that call. Um yeah. I I'll be like, Oh man, I forgot. Let me like shoot a text real quick. Because it's not that I don't love you, it's just life just happened so um being able to bring a friend home like knowing that that's an option those are some really good um strategies that I'm actually going to take with me yeah Um, because i my daughter's 13 so I still have a few years left but these are things that I'm going to definitely keep um track of and you mentioned like sitting in silence and giving giving um your child's space to explore their feelings. Um, one thing that I've noticed that has worked for me is we use the feelings will. And then oh, yeah. I found another will that is, it's the framework that started with the feelings will, but it also talks about like the emotions in the body, like how it feels in the body. So if you yeah. can identify the feeling, you can at least identify the emotion or if you, you can identify like the like sad depressed or anything like that there's um another will where it identifies the feeling in the actual body like the physical
1: yeah where is that um, showing up in your body right
0: yeah. so um I forgot what it's called I'll have to find it for the show notes but that has been something that's been helpful that's for me and how to communicate with my daughter um so as we um you know get closer to the end of our conversation can you talk about some of the valuable life skills and tools that parents can, um, use to equip their children with as they, yeah. as they get older, because, you know, life doesn't stop at eight, like parenting doesn't stop at 18. Right. right. Um, we're still parenting for forever. Like I'm still getting parented by my, That's what my they say. By yep. parents <laughs> and they're just never going to stop. And I'm like, I'm grown. I should know this. And then, but it's still some; it's still enduring yeah. that they're trying to parent me, um, especially when I have my own child. And then I see them trying to parent her, and I'm just like, "Yeah, it never ends." So, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, we want our children to be equipped with the necessary tools to live on their own, to be out yeah. in the world on their own. So, giving them space and hearing what they have to say and how they feel about things is definitely great as we have as we're able to be with them in that space Mm -hmm. um, for that last year of college or you know before they move out but what about when they leave what do they need when they leave so that we can Mm. build up to that
1: okay so your question is once they've already left or how a parent can help them before the launch.
0: Yeah. How can they help them before? Like what are some of the life skills that they need and like some of the tools that we should be helping them with so that they can transition out of the home. Right. Because we talk about identity as parents, but like they still might, they're still developing their sense of identity. Because you mentioned like the community, right. Mm -hmm. So they're still developing that sense of identity, still developing that self-confidence. So what are some things that parents can do to help them thrive with that as they're leaving because we're not always going to be there
1: no and we shouldn't always be there so it's a great question and I think you know not to talk about what I've already mentioned but I would say the first thing is to talk about values with your kiddo and to be open that the values they name might not be the same as yours or your family and to know that that's okay. And if you, if you try to push them back to like, well, in this family, we value or believe X, Y, or Z, like that's not really how behavioral change happens. So, um, you know, hire a life coach. That's what I do. If, if you feel like they need that outside conversation, but I, I think it's awesome if families can have that safe conversation within the home. Um, I also would suggest to parents to talk about conflict resolution skills and repair in relationships. Um, you know, this might sound like some therapy jargon, but it is real life and you are going to get in conflict with a roommate or with a partner or even a professor with an authority Mm -hmm. figure. And so, um, to name that, that's okay. And then how do you deal with it? Um, and then I think there are, you know, other tangible life skills that parents can teach you know a student who's leaving the home so learn how to budget you know teach them how credit cards work like are they on your card are they getting their own card do they you know who are their bank account alone now so money stuff money 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 um teach them how to grocery shop and cook so you know at first i was like oh make sure students know how to cook well even grocery shopping is you know that ties into budgeting so you know as they're getting ready to leave the house um tell them how you grocery shop and people do that all different ways. So, um, you know, whether it's shopping sales or meal planning or whatever that is, you know, teach them what, you know, but grocery shopping and cooking, I think go hand in hand for sure. You can't really do one without the other, Mm -hmm. um, doing their own laundry. So confession, I did not do my laundry before college. My mom loves doing laundry. She's great at laundry. Uh you know, still as an adult, I go home and she does my laundry and my son, she just like is, I don't know. She just has always been like, laundry is her thing. Um, and so laundry is not that hard. Right. But I don't mm-hmm. think that when you go to college or just, you know, live on your own, that shouldn't be the first time you're doing laundry. So teach them how to do laundry and how to clean. No one loves a messy roommate. So, you know, teach them some basics of like, wash your sheets regularly and how to clean a bathroom and dusting, all those fun life tasks, Um, and also how to search for and apply for a job. So um, I think that families do, if a student's going to college, um, and I'm not suggesting that college is the only path after high school, but um, be really clear on budget expectations and what you are or aren't paying for. Maybe you're paying for none of college or none of rent or none of food, But in every area of life, especially when you're 18 and exploring the world, clarity is helpful. So um, I would suggest to parents or for the students ask for this, get it in writing, you know, budget expectations as it relates to rent and groceries, gas, a car, tuition. Are you still on their insurance? All of those things um, have those transparent discussions.
0: Yeah. So those are some good good things to, to keep in mind. But starting with values is definitely key. Um something that actually I posted this for social media, but it was more about um like having a family like mission, right? Mm. So it talks about like what is your vision for your family. And then so you have your family values and then it helps your child to identify what their core values are as well right um so that way they can always come back to the center so whatever they're experiencing in life they kind of know like this is how this is the lens I want to view this through this is the lens that I come back to this is my foundation yeah so um when you talk about conflict resolution it's really good that you start out with values, and then you know when you're you know advocating for yourself or when you're you know going through something with your roommate or even on the job you know like this is who I am so this yep. is you know I'm not going to stray from this but I do need to advocate for myself or whatever yeah. you know they're experiencing so just having starting out with those values is, is really key especially if your family hasn't already helped you with that
1: discuss that yeah and and even a reminder for us as parents, I'd like to think I'll remember this, that there will likely be conflict with you and your young adult and them, you know, say no to a job that you think they should take or dating someone. You're like, I don't know, you know, like that's, you know, you, you've done your parenting at that point, they, they have to live some of those decisions. And so I would suggest, you know, when you talk about the family, um, like mission statement and things, try to use words like, you know, I invite you to tell me what other, you know, values and mission sort of visions and statements you're learning about. Because, uh, yeah, you want to open that line of communication so that mm-hmm. if they're experiencing things that don't align with their family, they feel like they can talk about it and not sort of hide their curiosity. Yes.
0: So at this time, can you give me like, two or three takeaways from our conversations that you feel that um you will want people to know so and even if you didn't touch on them, like what are two or three takeaways just from this topic that you think yeah. the parents should should be um, aware
1: of I'm sure you'll be shocked to hear this Kelly but I well you know part of my mission as a life coach is to help people unashamedly live out their values whether that's through divorce or through a high school transition or becoming a first-time parent. So might feel redundant yet again, but, um, my number one takeaway would be to dig into what your values mm-hmm. are. And if you don't know, like really sit down and think about how you spend your time and money, that will be pretty telling on what you value. Um, so that would be my first suggestion for both a parent and a, mm-hmm. a high school student, um, Another takeaway, and, and again, this could be parent or student, uh, trying a new hobby that might feel out of left field, but I have learned that, um, there is so much power. I think in our kids, seeing us as adults, try new hobbies and, you know, struggle with it or maybe enjoy it and get better. I think that goes twofold. That feeds the the healthy identity that I am more than a parent. A parent is an okay. amazing identity, but I'm more than that. Um, And like, you're never too old to learn something new. And um, there's a lot of studies that show how good it is for our brain, you know, that short window of when you're new at something. Um, So I think that's to choose to be new is really powerful because we're talking about all these major life transitions that maybe you did or didn't choose. And so there is power in taking control of like, I'm going to choose this new thing. Um, So yeah, another takeaway I would say is try a new hobby, um, both yeah. for the parent and the student. Um, yeah, those are the two that I'll start with for now. Well,
0: thank you because I know that was for other parents, but that was confirmation for me hmm. because I had been working on, cause my core values have shifted. Sure. Over time. Um, and I was, I've been working with my counselor on my core values Okay, and awesome. And um, how I keep on going back to those core values. So I definitely know that authenticity, freedom, and independence are my core values. Love it. Um, And how, and I don't know if you're familiar with human design or not, um, but how I'm interested in learning about human design and how my core values actually align with my design Mm. as a reflector. So, we've been exploring that. So that's kind awesome. of a new hobby, yeah, but also, I bought a keyboard um like two months ago, and <laughs> that is the new hobby that I have been exploring. Awesome. Super so cool. this is just confirmation that you know i'm I'm on the right path. and it helps my daughter to see like the frustration that I have <laughs> with the keyboard sometimes. Yes! But I'm yes. still willing to go back and do it, yeah, um, and to learn and flip through the book and like, okay, I'm going to learn this because I have stickers on the keys and I'm like, that's oh, I'm I feel very young and childish with these stickers, but I don't know how to read music, so I have to learn. Totally. So, so thank you for that.
1: Yeah, way um, to lean into something new.
0: <laughs> yes. And as we wrap up, just um, feel free to share anything that we didn't cover and um how can people find you
1: yeah um so sunup coaching you can find me at sunupcoaching.life um and then on instagram and linkedin sunup coaching um and yeah i there there frankly there's a lot of life coaches out there and i'm not a fit for everyone and that's okay so you know hopefully listening to this podcast you first and foremost have some takeaways for your own life but then also you know you get an idea of my personality and my approach when I'm working with people. So um it's okay if someone does an intro call with me and is like, you know what? Like I don't think we're a great fit. Like that I'm not offended. Like I care about people being the best version of themselves and mm-hmm. and working with a professional and a coach that they feel like they can trust and be really open with. So um yeah if someone's interested in that, I have free intro calls. I, I love getting to know folks and um yeah, I'd be happy to see if if someone thinks that us working together could make sense.
0: Well, thank you very much for being on the
1: podcast.
0: I definitely appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me, Kelly. I enjoyed our conversation.
0: Thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking episode of Talk It Out Piece by Piece. We hope you found inspiration and comfort in our discussion about preparing for life's transitions. Remember, life's twists and turns are inevitable, but we choose to face them with empathy, compassion, and understanding. By embracing these qualities, we not only enrich our lives, but also uplift those around us, creating a more connected and supportive community. A special thank you to Keri Rose for sharing her insight. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to explore more topics like this, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover the transformative power of talking out piece by piece. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes where we continue to navigate life's complexities together one conversation at a time. If you have any suggestions for future topics or would like to share your personal stories, please reach out to us on our social media channels. And as we sign off today, always remember you are not alone on this journey. We are all in this together, supporting each other piece by piece. Thank you for being a part of a community. Until next time.